Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of November 2K18. I am your host, George. I am here with Ryan Lance. Ryan wearing flannel and shorts in the wintertime. Lance? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wearing shorts. I just peeled my jeans up to make uh, them feel like shorts. I like that you used the word peeled. Yeah. <laughs> like it's some sort of like skin layer. I'm sorry that like my body is like weird with temperature, okay? Like we all know this. Can Carrie Lyles. Carrie, how are you? I'm fine. Didn't have to do anything weird to my pants in order to be here on this no. podcast. Mm-hmm. But you did have to bring a summer edition Red Bull. Uh, I'm trying in to November. look on the bright side. I found it in the back of my fridge. All right, Ryan. It's not November. It's December. It's true. You idiot. Oh god. <laughs> because this was... is the podcast where we talk about the movies of the month prior and what we're looking forward to the next month. You see, I didn't fuck up. That was an intentional segue. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> Happy, uh, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but that's already gone. It's also an American holiday. It is an American holiday. Also, so. it's kind of built on some shitty things. Yeah, it's not the best holiday. I just, yeah, you know what? It's not not great. I feel like if you think of like half of all holidays, they're kind of built on some background. Like, this is kind of shitty, actually. Yeah. yeah. What about Arbor Day, Ryan? (laughs) Fuck trees, am I right? (laughs) Shout out to uh, the colonizers. Uh, They didn't do anything bad. Nope. Um, Yep. They just politely asked all those people to leave. Uh They did. They invited them over for dinner. One time (laughs) over the course of several years. They ate popcorn, I think, according to my (laughs) education. According to a a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving (laughs) But Woodstock and Snoopy make popcorn and toast. Oh, shit. <laughs> Anyways, we're here to talk about the movies of November. George Cruz did not watch anything except one movie on this list. Um, but I'm excited to hear about some of these. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which I had no idea. Brian Singer was helming this. If I knew that well, ahead of... <laughs> well, if I knew that Brian Singer had anything to do with this ahead of time, I would have been even less... Uh, enthused because uh, this movie sort of had like this is the biopic on Freddie Mercury and it's just sort of had a development hell. Yeah, it's been in development for like ten years. Yeah, like so, like it's like they've always wanted to do one, but like mm-hmm. it's the producer or the director and the lead the actor. Star, yeah, you know, it's a whole thing. Everyone drops out and the writers and oh, it's a so, of woes. Brian Singer, quote unquote, and uh, Dexter Fletcher. Is yeah. that? He's he's the one who he's the gun for direct, hire. He came in, but. It's credit. From my understanding, Brian Singer basically didn't do it. A Brian Singer vision. Yeah. (laughs) He envisioned directing it, didn't actually do it. A lot like how I envisioned taking a nice cool drink of my uh, Propel uh, Kiwi Strawberry. Uh huh. Exactly. Not doing anything problematic or disgusting or pretty uh, horrible. That's for sure. Or even just directing a bad X-Men movie. Uh, I was going to make a joke. Oh, that probably would have been in bad taste. So that been, I'm glad I didn't. You see, the galaxy brain is like, is like you got, like, that's the worst. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Sure. X-Men movies are, <laughs> yeah. are much worse than anything Brian Singer's ever done. So did you both see Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. yes. Okay. At, like, there's like a three-week difference though, yeah. when we saw them. Mm-hmm. I saw it on, like, Thanksgiving Day, and it was surprisingly packed. Yeah, it's not out. surprising. Yeah, people watch movies on Thanksgiving. It yeah. is, but like it was like it was like such a long time since it came out. It was just surprising to me that like 
all those people like waited or like it, we we might as well probably see this didn't even know it was three out. hour movie again. Yeah. Um, Carrie, I'm interested in your perspective because you went to see it with a good friend of ours who is a massive, massive Queen fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Greg Dodson. Um, so I'd expect him to be. Well, actually, I don't even know how you feel about Queen, Carrie. I like uh, Queen a lot. Uh, okay. I, I I wouldn't say that I'm like a mega. Well, I, I I they're one of my favorite artists, but I don't know all the ins and outs. Sure. I wouldn't call myself an expert. I would say like most people are probably like baseline. Queen is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. But but yeah, uh, he. I know that Greg was extremely excited about it because he's been following all of the development hell. Like, he was he was as hyped for it now as he was, like, 10 years ago when it was announced. So every time something would be a setback, he's like, fuck, it's never going to happen. And then when it finally happened, he was like, it's finally happening. So I think, I think he decided that he was going to like it no matter what. But... That's not to say that it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was kind of iffy on it, and then we saw it again, and I liked it more. But that might just be because I am uh, getting the vibes from Greg enjoying it so much. Gotcha. Robbie Malik, of course, is now the leading as Freddie Mercury here. Um, it, just from the trailers, it looks like incredibly good casting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. He does uh, a great job. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, I guess, is it good? Well, actually, you say you're not an expert, but um, do you know enough to know that maybe this feels a little bit rose-tinted glasses? uh, Um, Not as... I would say that a lot of the stuff seems like it's... uh, Like, a lot of events are altered for convenience for the sake of this movie to have an arc and a narrative. Like, I don't, I don't think that, uh, cause like the, the bookends of this movie is them leading up to the Live Aid performance. Right. And they sort of frame him being diagnosed as like the propellant that brings them back together for Live Aid. But I don't think that that's how it happened sequentially. But that's a thing we can attach to be our through line. Yeah, exactly. So some of it feels a little punched up for dramatic effect but i mean that's kind of just that's how these par for the course for a a film well that's par for the course for a biopic movie especially put out by a huge studio yeah you have to so like when stuff is changed from how i would imagine it would happen in real life like in the movie it seems like whenever they have an argument the argument gets stopped by someone starting a riff from one of the iconic songs and it's like you know what we should stop fighting (laughs) yeah the one that i think of is when they're all arguing and then uh deacon the bass player goes over and sits down it's like dun 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 and they're like oh that's a really cool riff and then they're like all right let's, let's like, write a let's... song about that riff <laughs> yeah well i mean it's a great riff it is it's very good mm. but yeah so some of it feels very corny and paint by the numbers e and questionable but it's fine still i i would say that it's fine but mm. i'm not you're not as much of an expert on Queen to really well, de- yeah, that definitively be like this is this is an accurate uh, judgment of what sure, they're like. That and I'm just like, listen, I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> it's also interesting because if I was a cynical studio person, I think the music of Queen has been so uh, commercialized and sort of just 
unavoidable that you don't the barrier of entry to someone like like Straight Outta Compton was a movie I really like. But the thing is, like, they're a rap group and rap isn't as popular as something like the people who made We Will Rock You. Right. Like the barrier to entry, like this is the story about the people who made We Will Rock You, like uh, Another One Bites the Dust, like. If you don't know who Freddie Mercury is, like the the barrier to entry is a little bit low, so I'd imagine I could see them making it extremely watered down. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, how do you feel about it? I I feel like it's a very okay kind of film. Like I feel like if you had like it's so weird because if it was if you took the Queen out of it and just like this is the story of like one person. It'd just be like, like the music, I mean, it'd, it'd feel like very like slow and like frustrating and like with these big time leaps where it's like, all right, so I guess this is how they're living their life now. It's very weird. Like the whole thing where him and his um, wife or were they ever married? I can't remember. I think remember. she was just fiance. I don't know just if they fiance. ever actually got, I, I don't know. They, they broke up and then he has this mansion and she lives just one house down. Mm-hmm. And he has this new partner, and that's just, like, a gap that happens. And it's like, okay, that's that's a lot for, like, that. I just yeah. need, like, like, okay, this is what's happening now. And then, like, whenever there was a gap like that, I always feel like, okay, what's going on here? And why should I like Freddie Mercury? He just seems <laughs> like an asshole. And all of his motives, everything he does just feels, like, weirdly questionable. So it just feels like they're trying to make him out to be an asshole at some times. And then, like, he just redeems himself at the end of it just because, like, either he's a genius, like, oh, Freddie, you, you fucking suck, but my God, that voice. It's you great. get results. You get results. That <laughs> um. especially felt that way towards the end. Um, I don't know. I, it just felt like they... It, and again, it's a it's a film. It, it, it needs to clean up simply and easily. So it's like, all right, well, we forgive you. Mm. So it's all good. And I feel like the big part of the movie for me that people are like the standout moment that I'm like, what? Like the Live Aid thing. It was so good. Like the last, like, it seems like Ryan's setting it up to be like he didn't think it was cool or, or, well, I think that that, they do like almost an exact replica of the full Live Aid performance at the very end of Mm -hmm. the film. It's like almost the full body performance. And I thought it was awesome. I enjoyed but it very much. Carrie, it's awesome because it's just watching a Queen yeah, concert. But it's cool to watch it and be like, wow, they really committed and uh, uh, embodied this performance. Right. And They're like recreating the it, moment. It, it yeah. is cool, but like when I was watching that, I was like, am I just watching the concert? Because like that's time that could have been done just like explaining more weird like I think that's a fair argument. And also explaining. Because, like, the whole thing with Queen is people remember Freddie Mercury, but none of the other people. And they all live their own lives. And they're all still alive, and I believe they're all still doing stuff to date. I don't think Deacon's alive. Deacon's not alive? Okay. Uh, I saw saw Queen last summer, and Brian May and Roger Taylor were both performing with Mm -hmm. them still. And Adam Lambert was on the vocals. Mm -hmm. He did excellent. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that's fair in the if you're again mapping out a film, <laughs> mm-hmm. you would I think the easy way like well we can just do that again and you can still do it good. Mm-hmm. But I can see I think I think I can see where you're coming from. Um, it's just I I want to it's about like Queen and as but cool I also get that it sounds cool as, as hell to see it as Freddie awesome. Mercury is and like how like interesting he is as a as a person. 
Mm-hmm. And even like as the character that uh, Rami Malek uh, plays, like he really does do like a great performance. I'm like I, I I'm very like lukewarm on this film, but like his performance is like really good, really like spectacular. Mm. It's, it's really the standout thing. Yeah. But it it again just feels like they're just just washing over the other members of this group. Like there's this one guy who I think he's like the bassist guy. He like never speaks. Uh, according according to Greg, that's like accurate to mm-hmm. their dynamic as a band that Deacon was just kind of there and didn't really wasn't very outspoken and was just there to make funny faces. So like I thought he had a lot of the like his funny faces were a lot of really good punchlines and stuff, but uh, from my understanding, that's just kind of how he was as a and dynamic like, in the group. And that that does make sense, but like from the respect of someone who doesn't like know that, that just feels like okay, so he's just like the fucking like the crete of this fucking <laughs> band, like the side char- the supporting character who's just like there, but like no one understands why. Like yeah. Crete's like why did Crete work there? Like mm. what does he bring to the table really? Um. Yeah, it w- I felt really lukewarm about. Okay. However, one weird thing is I was watching this with my parents, and as as we're leaving, my mom was like, "I did not know he was gay. Did they make that up for the movie?" <laughs> okay, okay, I was... and I was like, "Mommy died from AIDS. You, she's from that generation. Yeah. She should know." Oh dear. I yes. Was, uh, my uh, I remember there was this girl who I was talking to when we were visiting down in Oklahoma, and I we were both really excited for this movie to come out. And she's like, "Oh, I love Freddie Mercury so much." And then me and our friend Zach were talking about uh, what's the guy from Judas Priest's name? Oh, uh, fuck! I know this. Uh, I do not know this. Oh, shit! I'll look it up. But, Judas? Nope. Beast. But uh, we were. Zach said something and uh, he was like, oh, I actually started singing Judas Priest instead of Queen. And I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, Freddie Mercury, that guy, both loud, both gay. And that girl was like, Freddie Mercury was gay? And I was like, Rob Halford. Yeah, Rob Halford. That's right. And then she's like, Freddie Mercury was gay? And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know this was a big surprise. I didn't mean to out Freddie Mercury posthumously to this girl. (laughs) All right. Well, so it sounds one, like it's okay. One thing I, really I like a Freddie Mercury had a lot of cats. That <laughs> I was did, great. I did think that you that would was enjoy great. That. <laughs> when the movie began, he had like a cat cat rooms, and I was like, oh, this guy gets it. <laughs> I loved uh, the uh, how they shouted out Delilah because there's that one Queen song where it's about it just sounds like a love song, and it's called Delilah. And then in the middle of the song, he's just like meow. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is about a cat. <laughs> Also, this movie really washed over Killer Queen, my personal favorite Queen oh. song. So fuck this movie. Uh, they took my personal favorite Queen song, and, which put it, is from, put it over a very sad part. Which is it's from fucking Highlander, so it's also who funny. wants to live forever. Yeah, I love that song. That's my favorite one. And then as soon as they started playing it, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh fucking damn it, because <laughs> I already get sad listening to that song because the scene that it's used in in Highlander is very sad and then now it's this and it's like <sighs> mm. also I just remember this a certain uh, famous actor uh, oh, yeah! cameo I absolutely hated that <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny it's it's like, funny I, to the point where it's like oh yeah I'm watching a fucking movie right I, now I get that a lot of people agree with you and thought that it was a mistake and thought that it was dumb but 
Because and like, like, it, like it, it seems like no, too much of a caricature. Because first off, I didn't recognize him at first because they put him in yeah, like I fucking Tom Hanks and Top Tropic Thunder. Make. I was like, is that what's happening here? Is this Tom Hanks? Tom, Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Sorry, <laughs> now, that would have been great. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder was, yeah. but. It was like the second time would like they cut to him and he's just like, Oh, I can't believe Bohemian Rhapsody Pimpin took off. I'm just but a fucking it's idiot. It's funny that Mike Myers says the line, No one's ever going to be headbanging in a car to Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like, ha. Because it's Wayne's World. Yeah. Mm. It's funny. It's funny, Ryan. Yeah, funny. You like funny to laugh, stuff. Ryan. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. Anyway, we got a lot of movies to get to. Well, so we we're going to move on. To something that I cannot fucking believe I missed, and I'm upset about it. Uh, Suspiria. Not cry- oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Suspiria. Oh, man. Uh, so, mm. yeah, there is a lot of hype for this movie. Uh, a lot of snubs how do you pre- at the Luca, how do you pronounce his last name? Oh, gosh. I would guess Guadagnino. Okay. Uh, director if for I'm Call Me reading. By Your Name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remake of the uh, Dario Argento film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I did. I saw the original. I didn't see the new one. Um, it's very so, good. It's pretty yeah, good. I guess. Let me know. I don't know. Like, is it? Did it live up to the hype? I was talking about the original one. It's very good. Oh, okay. Cool, this one then. is fucking awesome. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. I fucking love it. Uh-huh. Jesus. No, I fucking getting... love it. <laughs> Ryan, you tell me about this movie while I go fix so, it. So. Uh, Suspiria, um, basically uh, Dakota Johnson, one of George's favorite people on the planet. Uh, (laughs) She's uh, this American woman and she uh, goes to this um, dance academy in... uh, Berlin. Berlin, yes. I was thinking France, but I I also watched Personal Shopper today, so I think that's Ah. why I was thinking of that. (laughs) This is Um, another Friday for Ryan (laughs) Lynn. I was wrapping Christmas presents and that was on Showtime Woman at my parents' house and I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Uh, She goes to a... uh, prestigious dance academy in mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Berlin, Germany, and uh, some crazy stuff is going on. Where was I'll it in the original? It was in Berlin. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but okay, it sure. was. It was, a, it was a Spanish. Was it? It was... It definitely wasn't Spanish. It was... Well, I know it's just weird, the original, because like, they dubbed it yeah. in English. Oh, that's why it looks yeah, the, like the, that. The audio yeah. is all weird. That's why it they, looks like that. They would have, because it's like mostly Italian actors, I believe. It is Italian. Yeah. And, it's Italian. And uh, then they would just speak their lines in Italian, yeah. and then they would go in and dub it that over with sense, the English. That makes sense, because Dario Gento is an Italian mm-hmm. director. Okay. I remember when I first was watching that, when I was, I was texting yeah. Carrie, and I was like, is Am the sound supposed to be fucked up? And I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> But uh, she goes to this particular dance camp. She meets the wonderful uh, Tilda Swinton, ooh. 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 who ooh. plays three gra- <laughs> equally great characters. When, when uh, I saw this with Greg and when we were on our way home, uh, I told him, I was like, uh, I didn't tell him beforehand because you had told me and so I knew. And then I was like, oh yeah, Tilda Swinton played the old man too. And he's like, no, she didn't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she did. He was like, no, he just didn't believe me. He was like, prove it. I That's did. a great Greg impression. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't change my voice at all. <laughs> no, but the, the way you said, no. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Um, uh, basically, uh, she begins uh, She begins being this prodigy in the Stance Academy. Yeah. And... Uh, some crazy antics ensue. It's been a while at this movie, but <laughs> fucking like 
trip. So it's hard for me to remember like the middle parts. I remember like the beginning there and like is, the fucking end. Yeah, there is a ton going on in this. Movie. Oh yeah. It's oh crazy. yeah. <laughs> so oh. I had to see it a second time, and I was like, I'm still confused, but I get it a little. It more. seems definitely more out there than the original. Somehow. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I've, the original from just see, seeing the trailer, like I can recognize scenes from the original, but also like this seems just so much yeah. more involved. It, it feels extreme. Like it doesn't feel like the same movie as the original at all. It just feels like the same setting. And just the same visually, idea. it doesn't it's look the same. same. No, it's a, yeah, it's a similar like concept, but like yeah, like the turned setup up to like a Mandy level of like craziness, <laughs> which I love. Oh, 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 God. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep in it because I don't want to spoil it for George, right. mm-hmm. but. It's pretty good. Okay. It's, I enjoyed it a it's lot. It's my personal favorite of the year. So right. Dang. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it goes on Amazon what? quickly because it's an Amazon joke. Yeah. You were telling me about that article that was like, people who loved A Girl Walks Home Alone <laughs> yeah. and, and Let the Right One In it's like, would Jesus love it. And Christ. I was watching I was like, I fucking get it. <laughs> and I fucking love interpretive dance now. This is great. Uh, All right. The, the scene, I'm not, I, the only like, Good, real scene I'm gonna like lightly spoil uh, just just so I can like uh, the first uh, murder scene when uh, Dakota Johnson is dancing and the contortion scene the contortion let's call it, let's call it the contortion <laughs> scene um, the, the longest most brutal beat down of a person I <laughs> I feel like I've ever seen at least like in a long while like the movie begins very like huh like very like like, nothing really happens that's, like, ma- makes you, like, understand, like, how far this movie is willing to go. And then that scene happens, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> if this is how they're going to start, I wonder how they're going to end. Oh! <laughs> oh, this movie is fucking awesome. All right. I'm, I'm very excited. crazy. Although, I still don't understand it, but it's an Amazon <laughs> Studios film, which... Thankfully, they changed the Amazon Studios logo. That was one of the best parts. Very, yeah. very slightly to make it less Not out garbage. of to make it less out of touch with the general concept of what was going on. With I remember when I saw the movie and I, 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 the Amazon logo came up and it looks like hand sketched and I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, they changed it from the theater to. Well, the... it's still the theater, but they just made it look like oh, a hand man. sketch yeah. of it, like a pencil it's, drawing. It's and I was still like, like it's still like, oh, that's a it's bad. It's still tacky, that's a but bad it's not render. really bad. I saw an Amazon Prime van today, and I really did not enjoy that sight. It was right by your house, Ryan. I was oh. driving to the grocery store. I was like, I want to die. I've, I've, had, I've had things delivered by an Amazon Prime van. Oh, Ooh. man. I thought we were safe here in the middle nope. of the country. Nope. Anyways, I'm excited yes. uh, to watch it. But yes. I think that's all that will be said. I'm sure that there will be more words said about it uh, come uh, best of. Speaking of best <laughs> of, <laughs> carry it. Lay down why you watch People invest in movies. <laughs> and then those but movies do come it without out. telling us what the movie's about. Oh, uh, well. So there's some mouses. And by mouses, I mean mice. Uh, <laughs> that is the plural term, George. <laughs> Fake fucking God. Well, I mean, you, you see, no, George is actually correct because there are, there, there was a, mouse a bunch of mice that come together and form one giant mouse. Mm-hmm. And oh. they battle it, which is shockingly upsetting looking for this Disney film. I was unnerved by this giant rat monster. 
This sounds bad. So we bad. all float in this room, right? Oh, God. But, yeah. It, uh, it is a movie, it sounds like. So what? It gave me what very... happens? She goes into the Nutcracker world. War? And fight? she's trying to find the key to open her... Because the key gets taken... She gets to the key and it's tied on a tree, but then it gets taken by the rat and taken into the circus realm. And then she finds out about how they're not supposed to go to the circus realm. And then Kira Knightley's like, you should hang out with us. Your mother came here all the time. So it's very, it's very Alice in Wonderland where she's like, oh my God, my mother was here. I have to, uh, to put together all these things. I can't go to the circus realm, blah, blah, blah. And then there, there's this whole plot that happens, I guess you could say. And then uh, mm. it turns out that Kira Knightley was actually the bad guy. Okay. And she was just blaming the circus realm lady, this played is... by Helen Mirren, mm. for starting. This the... is giving me a Snow White and the Huntsman vibes. Mm. I never saw that. Yeah. But... that All right, well, I'm the, gonna... the, the best part about this movie is there is a sequence when she first gets there where she is being led around by Kira Knightley and kind of giving the giving her the rundown of the realms and everything, and they sit down and they watch a performance that is encompassing like the history of the realms and what happens, and it's this pretty cool big grand ballet performance, and I enjoyed watching that. And then over the credits, there was more ballet footage. So when they when they really go for it and do ballet, it's very cool looking and it's choreographed well and it's interesting, but. Everything else is just really stupid. And Kira Knightley is being extra as hell. And she's like, talking like this the whole movie. And she's Sugar Plum Fairy. And it's like, I am annoyed. I hate this. But it's mostly boring. All right. Well, that's all I need to know. It's weird how Disney is like the biggest company in the world. But whenever they make like their <laughs> own live action films, it's, it's like the it's like the worst shit that no one wants to see. 
Because, like, all the things that, that they own that, like, make a lot of money is, like, some other studio. Like, they own Marvel, they own Lucas, they own Pixar. That would... But, and the live action stuff are their own properties. Yeah. Like the only big thing that makes money. Yeah, and it's just... Uh, it's so weird. Like, why would... Like, why? Like, that's that's what I thought when I saw this... I saw the trailer at first. I was like, why? why? Yeah. 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 Especially, like... Don't they have Wreck-It Ralph coming out? Yeah. And they have... What else? Is there anything else? This they have, like, a, a dozen other Disney movies that they could have made a live like, this action. This seems so, like, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I need to talk about that. Uh, Widows is the next movie on this list by Steve McQueen, who made 12 Years a Slave. Did he do Gran Torino? Mm-hmm. I don't the know. The only, only other movie I know that he did was Shane. Uh, oh, that was him? I think so. I saw a bit of that movie, and I saw Michael Fassbender jerk off. Nice. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, I like this movie. <laughs> and uh, oh, what's her name? Daisy from the Great Gatsby remake. Is uh, Carrie movie. Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, she's in that movie as well. I like her. Uh, anyways, so yeah, Viola Davis uh, got a pretty good uh, cast here. I don't know anything about this. The trailers didn't. The trailers did not scream Steve McQueen to me. Uh, like it didn't seem like. There's a level of quality that I expect, but I assume I only heard good things in this movie, so I assume I'm just mistaken from the trailer. Didn't do anything for me. Uh, did you both see it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, Ryan, tell me about Widows. Yeah. So basically, it, uh, it it follows these three widows. The other all, all their husbands uh, were part of this. Uh, Where does it take place, by the way? I'm gonna gang. guess Chicago. Uh, I think it is Chicago. I don't remember. Uh, okay. You can look it up on. I try to remember the up, plot. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, a heist goes wrong, and all of the husbands die, and uh, all the women, uh, because their husbands uh, were kind of not it didn't have great social standing their kind of lives start to crumble and they all decide like uh, viola da- da- davis she was married to a liam neeson and she found uh plans of his uh for one last heist and she was like all right i'm gonna do this heist with these with these other women because i assume that they're having it rough too and uh we're all gonna take this we're all gonna do this we're all gonna get this money and we're gonna get out of our bad situations mm. um that we've been put into after our husband's died. Chicago. Yeah. uh and it's it's interesting because it's a heist film based more focused on like the personal turmoil of the characters but that turmoil definitely feels more focused on viola davis than the others which i get because she's like a brilliant actor yeah. So like that's a very smart thing to do, but um, I feel like Gina Rug 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 I can't pronounce Rodriguez. her. Rodriguez. Yes, I I feel like her character was definitely the least like explored. Yeah. I mean, her arc was like more simple. Like she had like this shop that was taken from her, and, mm-hmm. and then she's like, well, oh, and well, <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> oh, the 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 extra. Uh, fourth character that just kind of joins in that was that's actually the the least um um focused Cynthia character. Erivo yeah she was the one from Bad Times at the Old yes I love her she she she's very good uh but she I don't I didn't know what her character was doing in this movie <laughs> running yeah <laughs> and Elizabeth Debicki uh very tall, tall woman yeah <laughs> which like you'd think like oh she's tall but like dude when you see the movie George you're like she goes to like a flea market basically, and mm-hmm. she's like a group, uh, like a tent full of hundreds of people, and she's just taller than all of them. 
it's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, I've ne- I, well, I mean, I had seen her in Cloverfield Paradox, but I spaced out on that movie. But this is the first time that I've actually seen she her. She was also the Golden Woman things. in Garden of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh. Oh, okay. You mean the, two? The, two. The, yeah. like, real proper. The real proper lady. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, it, Carrie, how this, do you feel? About, yeah. I, I liked this movie a lot, but... A lot of it, for a while, I was confused because it was extremely dense. It mm-hmm. seemed like, because there's this, the plot with the character, the widows, uh, planning and car- attempting to carry out this heist, but then there's also this political drama that's happening where Colin Farrell is playing this guy who is running for office in this precinct that they're in against some other guy and meanwhile daniel kaluuya is murdering people and i don't know why he was doing that and so there's just a lot of threads that come together at the end and you start to figure out it's it why but in, for a while in, there in the in middle the, in it the feels thick of like it, you're just like what is happening because like I'm you have because you have the widows and they're like the central thing and then it's yeah. like you think that there should be something like, oh there should be like the colin farrell side or uh, uh the daniel kaluuya side but they're both kind of shitty people, yeah. and they're shitty to the widows for different reasons. So you're just yeah. like, how the fuck, what the fuck's going on here? This is Daniel Kaluuya's second shitty character he's played this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, he d- he gives a really good performance. Oh, I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah. He's just extremely menacing, but I just don't understand. Like, I kind of get it, because he was like the... I don't want to say lackey, but like the sidekick to the the guy that Colin Farrell was running against, mm-hmm. if I remember. Like there was the he was the was brother. Like the, oh, okay. they were brothers. All right, all right. Because mm-hmm. he was like the the like reverend character. He was like a religious person, I think, or something. I don't know if he was. They were like super religious. I think I that remember. they were trying to like get the reverend to like endorse them. But I don't... that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's why I was confused. And, it was a very uh, faith based community. George. Yeah. Mm. And uh. Was it Colin Farrell's side who had started all the, like, surface level, like, uh, he had, like, all these things of people from the community and he, like, gave them money to start their own businesses. Yeah, he, would, he, he started a program uh, to encourage, uh, I believe it was women of color to, mm-hmm. to be small business owners. Yeah. And he came from this wealthy uh, family that kind of has some shady past. Yeah, the dad is all... There is one, th- there is one scene that I really like. Just like uh, when he gives that speech, uh, and he like is like, these are all the women who've like um, I've helped in the community. They like give their speech, then like gets in the car and he drives. It's like this long shot of him driving through oh, that, that shitty really neighborhood, cool. mm-hmm. and then like he turns the corner, and it's this fucking rich ass, nice ass yeah. neighborhood. And he's like, oh. Finally back home. It's like, man, the world sucks, doesn't that it? That sounds like Chicago. It, like the, and it's like all one shot. It's very The it's shot very where it's like the camera's positioned on like the hood of the car mm-hmm. looking at the window. And you can't really make him. It's like him and his... Uh, Assistant. Yeah, uh, like whoever helps him with his campaign and everything. You can't really see them, but you just hear them arguing. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's really cool. I just like that sequence shot. a lot. It yeah. sounds cool. Uh, my main, my main thing with this movie, and I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but there is a twist with any care, uh, not, uh, Gillian Flynn, uh, yeah. uh, product. There's always that one like twist that really like turns everything on its head. And it's usually, it's typically very good from what I've seen of like sharp objects and gone girl. Like she's very good at twists, but with this movie, there's the twist 
and then they kind of sit on it for a bit but it doesn't like do anything with the plot like it just kind of keeps going on it's not until, like mm-hmm. the very end where it just like slightly becomes a problem but it's really just like you know not a big deal in the end i mean like it's emotional sure for like the characters but it doesn't because it doesn't like have a central like it's not targeted at like it's not like a driving force like halts their progress it's just a thing happening that's mentally affecting one of the characters who's already having it the worst so it doesn't make me feel like she's gonna back out because you know she has no choice to do the heist so Mm -hmm. it's not like one other serious thing is gonna like stop her i feel like that might i don't know if that was like what they were trying to do but it was just a we- it was a weird twist that came out of nowhere that wasn't that interesting. Uh, and then they just kind of sat on it. Mm. And it was just weird. Hmm. And also what happened to Viola Davis' son, I felt was kind of uh, a little... It was, it was good, but it felt tacked on. It felt very tacked on. And yeah, I forgot about that until just now. I was, I, that was one of the things I was like, that, was, that felt like it was trying to push some buttons yeah and like i get why it was there because it makes sense it makes sense and like that's something i would get Mm -hmm. but it's just i don't i don't know if you could put something like that in a movie as like a bit thing yeah without it feeling tacked on even if even if it is an important thing for the characters Mm -hmm. Mm. all right well it's it it is it is very good how long is it it it's fucking long. It's yeah. fucking long. Okay. <laughs> it's really fucking long. It's very good. It's just not what the trailers make it out to be. And I think that's good. It is good. It, I, I think it's more interesting than the trailers make it out mm-hmm. to be because there's a lot more going on than group of women doing a heist out of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what I got out of it. I was like, this is okay. This seems so not. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of depth to this just from the trailer. Um, it's but... it's all depth. And, okay. And, Kind it's of little hashtag heist. deep. Oh, okay. I know. I thought it was very okay. Um, like it was like it's objectively like very good, but like it didn't really do for you. anything for me or resonate yeah. anything with me. Um, yeah, I kind of feel similarly. Like I thought it was really good, but I I don't I don't feel like it's gonna be the award winning thing that I feel like it's trying to be. Maybe like not. maybe Viola maybe Davis. for performances. Yeah. Maybe I can see Viola Davis winning yeah, something, she did, she and Elizabeth really Debicki could win an award for being tallest. tallest. <laughs> <laughs> and the award for tallest actor goes to, well, I'll be damned, Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> Lee Pace is sitting there like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was robbed again every year. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Widows. Oh, it is Widows. We got so much shit to talk about. Next movie got here is a, for the first an actual decent Netflix film. How about that? Uh, <laughs> Cam, a Cam. Blumhouse production. Why don't Why don't you talk about Cam? George? Me because I haven't, you haven't oh, seen okay. any other movies. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so yeah, we talked about this uh, last episode, like towards the end. I didn't ever heard about it until Ryan brought it up on the rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is a Blumhouse joint, uh, made for Netflix. Um, it is a movie about, uh, this cam girl, um, and sort of her obsession with becoming number one. And through the course of it, we see, like, how her life revolves, like, how, how her life, like, outside of these shows and the performance she gives, like, what, what all goes into it. 
Uh, and it also g- sort of gives you a look, not just to this character, but sort of a look to this industry and this profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then shit goes fucking wild when someone not only hacks her account, but like a clone of her. At least what... Honestly, I have questions about this movie. <laughs> but it seems like a clone of her is running the show. And that clone is doing a better job than her, but she doesn't understand what the fuck is going on. Uh, and the movie is about trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And her sort of spiraling into madness a little bit. One thing I'd just like to say about this film, uh, it was written uh, by a former cam girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was reading an interview about it because I fucking love this fucking movie. It's it's fucking dope as shit. And the director, it, it, uh, it was a friend of... Uh, hers and he actually uh, for a week did some camming to put himself in that perspective of like cam girls and he's and they talked about the reason why I did that is that way when he shot the film he would look at it through less of a male gazy perspective and more of like okay this is how it would look and this is how I can film it um, in a way that makes sense with how the character would feel in this kind of very vulnerable situation that you're putting yourself out into. Part of um, me feels like I would have enjoyed it more if I actually, and this sounds weird, like, I can see how, what this character goes through, and even just, like, even, like, the whack, like, the out of, like, reality stuff, I understand, like, it sort of makes sense when you're in this position, and especially grinding to get to that top spot. Um... But yeah, I guess I'll talk about how I felt about it. I don't know. Uh, the concept I thought was super, super interesting, especially because I'm fascinated by like uh, sex work and like how what it takes to like that industry and living a life like that. Um, to, I just find it really interesting, uh, and I also like horror a lot. But I don't know. I think because I wa- I walked out of it with not a lot of. Usually this doesn't bother me, but I walked out of it without a lot of conclusions or answers to what was actually happening. Or at least they gave me an answer, but I was like, I still am confused how this whole thing works. Um, was this like a fucking deep fake? What, what, what was going on? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that was the joke I made on my And So yeah, I liked the colors a lot. I thought it Very looked visually job. fantastic. Mm. I thought the lead actress does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um... I think uh, that once scene where she's on the uh, the fucking the machine because uh, she's trying to like get on it to like just fucking boost me up to number one when she's yeah. at this uh, cam girl house. Uh, that that scene was extremely well done. It was like just fucking. Uh, it reminded me of oh my god. Uh, it, it a little bit reminded me of the end of Requiem for a Dream a little bit. Um, so that's something. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I don't love it. I, I kind of ended and I was just like, huh. But obviously you guys feel a lot more strong about it. So I'm excited to see like what you guys think of it. Uh, Ryan, you sort of uh, started the conversation. I, I, yeah, I really love this movie. I especially, it's just because it's such an interest interesting it's it's an industry that's not really represented like in film ever and i feel like at least not well definitely not it usually ends with the sex worker dead yeah. Dead, dead, or like, thank God, I have this boyfriend now who talked me. Right. <laughs> or dead or saved. Yeah. <laughs> saved, and yeah. like, that's what I especially was like, because she's doing this because she genuinely loves it, it, and it, yeah. and it's something that fuels her creatively, which is, in like a weird way, it lets like 
any person with any like creative like fueled like being able to like identify with her because like oh she's into this she's just, just like grinding just, to like, do the things she wants yeah. to do yeah it's like i like doing art or i like creating this or writing or like whatever and that's very like awesome and like her struggles are more are just so personal because it's just this force has taken everything she's worked at and you said like it was kind of doing it better than her i i feel like it was just doing it for her with without her like feeling satisfaction doing the work because mm-hmm. we see in the film that especially like in scenes where she flips through other uh cam girl uh feeds and these girls like they do very like simple like oh i'm just in my dorm room and like i feel like the most creative one she stumbled upon was a girl like pouring glitter on her tits and then the number one girl is just this woman who just lays on her bed and talks, and talks yeah but she like as she flips through her calendar like every fucking show is like this new like thing like a creative like she's like really struggling to like do something new and interesting sure and i feel like the this presence uh that takes over her channel um just kind of like keeps amplifying that um in a sense that like she would have done that herself anyway sure but now she's just watching and like is on and that's what makes it so fucked up for her because it's like because when you're in that spot and you're grinding so hard a lot of the times you're like why am i why am i not big i am trying so goddamn hard and better than everyone else and now she's seeing that success, but in sort of like a mirror version of herself. Yeah, in a way that's very empty. That's yeah, like, and it's just like fucking. I'm successful, what? but like yeah. I don't. It, it's it, taken it part speaks, of me. Like once her account is taken over, I think it speaks to a lot of interesting things about your online persona and how sometimes it can feel like you have this person that you are online and sometimes it feels like it's not even yourself even when you're looking at yourself so it's i don't know i i kind of took it in a way where it's like it's about if you can get lost in what you're doing online and then uh it feels like it's going out of control and you're doing stuff and getting successful but it doesn't feel rewarding because it's just like i don't know feel feels like it's not even you doing it anymore but i don't know maybe that's not Sure, no, yeah, I get it, and I don't know why, I, I like, everything they were talking about, and, like, what I see what the movie's about, but for some reason, like, I don't know, it, it, it didn't grab you. me, I think it's done well, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, uh, Carrie, was there something specific that you wanted to bring up? No? Uh, just what Very I just good. said about the, yeah. <laughs> about the online persona thing, but... I think that's definitely like, because there is because she really does play the act. I mean, she plays like three different characters. There's like her in the real world. There's like her own persona, and then this amalgamation that's like online. That's like it's her, but it's also like her with this weird like edge to it. I don't want to like spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, because like when she slowly figures out what this thing is she's like oh huh and like it's kind of like formed from her and like some other attributes uh, that just feel mm. very like i don't know it's very weird so in that sense and then like towards the end like the resolution you know yeah like, i want to talk to you about the end because that's yeah i want to see what you, how you how you feel i fucking loved it yeah. i thought it was it's 
Because after all that, she still cares about what she's doing. All that shit she went through, she's like, no, this is this is what I'm doing. And I especially love the line where she, where like her mom's like, well, what if this fucking happens to you again? She's like, then I'll make another fucking yeah, account. Just... <laughs> yeah, like I'll I'll delete it like I deleted this one, and I'll get a new account and I'll rise through the ranks again because this is what I'm good at. Just because there's something that could stop me from being successful doesn't mean i'm just gonna back away and do something else like this is this is my job this is what i do i'm gonna keep doing this because it's what is what brings like meaning to my hmm. life and that's that's awesome that's awesome. that's a way like, better read of it than i got out of it because all the bullshit that she goes through and all like the terror that she goes through like in the end it's she doesn't like she doesn't like give up or like give into like the societal things like the police are like just fucking stay off the internet man or like the teenage boys who are just like dicks to her for no reason by the way if i could make one edit to this film i would have had her snap that phone from that teenage boy <laughs> in half because like fuck that kid um because like everyone like tells her like this you don't want this and like even like during the film like you kind of feel like well, what is she really gated from all this? Sure, she bought a really fucking nice sectional sofa, but she's also, like, interacting with these very, like, creepy guys who, like, online, they're very, like, kind and sweet and, like, oh, they're, they're like, nice to her and they give her money and there's, like, a distance with that. But then when she meets them, like, in person, it's like, oh, you... You are awful. <laughs> you are the worst person in the world. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think she knew from the, like you're she's sort of working mm -hmm. uh, someone. Um, Carrie, how would you feel about the ending? Uh, because I, my original reading, and I and I was, I guess I wasn't like fully like thinking. I was, it's weird. The movie was kind of happening, and I was taking it in, but I was taking it all at surface value, I guess. Because your read is, is way better than the read I got, which is just from the read that I thought she like went crazy. Which, mm -hmm. that does, when you explain that, okay, that, I like that read a whole lot better yeah. than my read. No, yeah, I, I, I didn't get her going crazy. I don't know why I got that, no. but, yeah. That's um. easy to see, because she, in a way, she does go she crazy. She does go a little crazy. Which is, like, <laughs> fair. Yeah. If that happened to me, I'd go a little crazy. She, she went a little extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it is. I think it is the slamming of the face on yeah. the thing. That I was like, All I will right. say though, I rewatched the trailer because like I remember um being like, oh, that song they're playing the trailer is fucking good. The trailer spoils everything in the fucking really? movie. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it spoils <laughs> everything. The last like battle sequence that's just in the trailer. Oh my god. Yeah. That sucks. I know it's fucking stupid. So if you, if you want us yeah, to, if you're listening to this, you should just go in blind and like be ready for a fucking awesome ride because this movie fucking slaps. I'll say it. <laughs> this movie fucking slaps. Mm -hmm. mm. Like as much as like I love like Suspiria, like that's a very like art to Ryan thing. Like I love Cam a lot, but if it, it feels like more of like a personal thing, like I really love like it's not perfect. Like the like story wise there's not really a resolution with like her brother right and like that that, that relationship i just really enjoyed yeah. initially just because like he's very supportive of her and that's really cool for someone like who's young and like a relative like he gets what she's doing and like their last interaction he's like pissed and like it's weird that he's pissed at her because like it's real it's really his asshole friends who were causing that problem in that mm -hmm. specific scene but there's no resolution there, and I feel like that would have been 
Yeah. That would have been something. Yeah, I like that character. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is there also, anything? a Netflix thumbnail was just him. I was like, that tells me nothing about this movie. <laughs> Netflix, your thumbnails. You gotta are rotate stupid. them regularly, yeah. so you gotta choose something. There's only so many frames. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know if there's anything else to be said about it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, great performance. I'm glad that it was sort of like a sort of erotic fucking movie that was like smart and they handled the subject matter well. I still enjoyed like that part, and then also be like, oh, this is a good movie. Um, it felt like when, like you were like saying like oh it's going Netflix Blumhouse on Netflix uh, what, what kind of piece of shit do they sell here but I feel yeah. like you could not sell this movie to a a, gen, a general audience I feel like this has to be a Netflix or like an online streaming movie. yeah because like I feel like that's the audience sure like really with the R rating yeah. and uh, I feel yeah. like just because like it's so sexual yeah. and not like even like a like a just sexual and like what the subject matter really not like what we see because we don't because it is pro sex worker it is pro sex worker yeah and i feel like that'd be hard to sell sure and i I feel like people won't get especially like um ratings boards people i feel like i don't know i feel like i can see some trouble at making yeah it probably better like to take a contract from netflix like just give us the money and we'll be good it probably all blumhouse productions are usually cheap so um yeah it's good i wish i liked it more i guess that's what i'll say um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is the next movie on here. Uh, is I it Coen Brothers? A Coen Brothers movie came yeah, out. Yeah, neither did I. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. It's what? Zoe Kazan? Mm-hmm. What if Zoe Kazan? <laughs> it's, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, looking back on watching it, I enjoy it more looking back than when I was actually watching it, so I need to watch it again. But the more I think about it, the more I like it. But basically, it is a western anthology movie so there's Mm. six mini stories and one of them is the ballad of buster scruggs and then there's uh there yeah there's six and i thought it was really really interesting and uh someone that i follow online described it as an actually well-made well-acted well-written version of a million ways to die in the west and i was like accurate but yeah it's uh, that is a movie so I chose not to watch yeah. that. <laughs> uh, some segments are stronger than others, as is the case with anthology movies. Sure. But as and I don't watch a ton of westerns, but uh, uh, I can tell that it seems like each anthology is a riff on a different kind of western film. Like the first one, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, is this like chipper outlaw guy who's running around singing and killing everyone and then the second one is uh james franco plays a bank robber who attempts to rob a bank and the third one is liam neeson with this uh he has this caravan with this guy who he sets up in different towns and performs the third one is my favorite but it's it's i it's a little weird, but I like the third one a lot. And then the fourth one is a, a guy uh, searching for gold in this valley. The fifth one is the Zoe Kazan one. I think that's one of my other favorite, my other favorite one. And mm. uh, it's them in like a covered wagon trail, and they're heading to Oregon probably. And her brother dies along the way, and she has to try and make it the rest of the journey. And then the final one is a group of people interior of a 
carriage having a conversation leading them to this hotel. Man. And it's a cool movie. It's really cool. I don't know how I didn't know about this. Yeah. Uh, On a printer release, too. So they probably did not promote it at all. Yeah. I just heard whispers about it, and then I saw that it actually came on Netflix, and I watched it. I think I watched this and Cam on the same night, but... Yeah, it's Those a little... are two different yeah. films. <laughs> I watched Ballad of Buster Scruggs first, and it was a little long, and the la- since the last yes, segment yes, is long. just a conversation, I was starting to fade. I was like, oh, God. So that's why, also why I need to watch it again. But then I was like, all right, I'll watch something else. Done. I watched Cam, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I am awake now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I would say give Buster Scruggs a try if you enjoy Western motif-type films. And it's a very funny movie most of the time. And there's some really good segments. And it's an enjoyable huh. time. Give I can't it a believe shot. Netflix put out two good films. I know, right? <laughs> By the way, Carrie, Netflix is making the new... Uh, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name again? Uh, he made a Sineke New York... <gasps> Charlie Kaufman. Oh, yeah, yeah Charlie Kaufman. I saw that. Yeah. Yep, and you know who's playing the main character in that movie? Oh, I read this. My favorite second favorite person. Oh, Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, okay. she's playing the main cool. character, and that's super dope. Yeah, and I'm I read excited. the synopsis. That I mean, sounds awesome. honestly, like that Charlie checks Kaufman. out. Like, who else would pay for a Charlie Kaufman movie? <laughs> It'd be like, well, Charlie Kaufman, but Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I'm just saying, like, because he had to like kickstart his last movie, right? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. like net getting a deal with Netflix, that's good. That's, that's good great. for him. Yeah, that's good, good stuff. Anyways, good Carrie, stuff. speaking of good oh, stuff. Oh, Carrie, you did not need to do this to yourself. <laughs> Why did you do this? You I know. To be fair, I listened to a podcast that spoiled the whole movie to me, so <laughs> I kind of know what happened. Oh, cool. Ryan, you can help me out. I was morbidly curious. <laughs> I was also that way, but I felt like. I need to see if I'm gonna no, go no, down the rabbit you're hole. Say, you don't need to do if anything. If I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole, I might as well see. Oh god, the other Harry Potter films. Oh god, so, I don't want to uh, do that. See, that I'm, not, I'm not gonna go down that path because I enjoy those movies. Yeah, out of the blue, the other day, the, I was the movie gonna, we're talking about is Fantastic Beasts. Too. Yeah, I've, the other day I was gonna go hang out with Greg, and he was like, "Let's watch Harry Potter," and I was like, "Okay." So I. That's very I, weird. I know yeah. it was out of nowhere, and so I bought. Uh, since this one's in theaters right now. They had a little kiosk at Walmart, and they had the eight film collection on Blu-ray for on sale for forty dollars. That's like, actually pretty good. Shit! So I bought good. that. Yeah. So I have them all. If you want to watch them, Ryan. Maybe. Let's do a firm maybe. We're 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 on. Kind of like we, we've gotten through six. Twilight. Yes. The Twilight. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will marathon Twilight. If you any day, any day, any single day, like Ryan, let's marathon Twilight. Like, Fuck yeah! If you like Ryan, let's watch one Harry Potter movie. Oh, God, you want to watch there... twenty hours of Harry Potter right now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the no. Wizarding World, right. baby. So I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch all five Twilight films twice. Okay, so what I remember, uh, Ezra Miller is a punk ass bitch in that first movie. <laughs> uh, fucking my guy, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne's in it. He's all like, he's also <laughs> a punk ass bitch. Yes, but he's all like quirky and weird. Oh. He's quirky in like There's a the banker? worst way. Yes, definitely. There's a banker man. I forgot no, what his profession he's a was. Baker from from who, goes, who goes to the bank to try and get a loan. That's what it was. <laughs> from my understanding, this film like it has all those characters that everyone loved from the first Fantastic Beast movie. It pretty much makes them supporting characters to a bunch of bullshit, boring people. 
Uh, my personal favorite aspect of the first Fantastic Beasts was Queenie, the blonde lady, and the the non-wizard friend who fell in love. And mm -hmm. uh, they show up for no real reason. This movie, it's oh, like, yeah, this is the, yeah. like, the yes, very next film, but like most of the time it's just them, it feels like a lot of the time is them just being like, forget what happened in the previous film. It's like, but we just watched it. <laughs> Because, like, they show up, because if you remember at the end of the last one, they do that whole uh, forget everything rain. Yes. But it wipe only made memory. you forget bad memories. Yeah, it was so stupid. That's what I read. Because uh, Eddie Redmayne's back at his house, and uh, Queenie and, I don't remember his character's name, but the, the, the non- Let's just say The nomad. Let's just say Schmitty. <laughs> Schmitty comes back, and he's like, oh yeah, I just, uh... I just uh, only remember oh, all the good stuff. I didn't have any bad memories, so it didn't work on me. And Queenie filled in the rest of the holes. And it's like, this is called dumb. expositional dialogue. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? Dumb. And uh, also the Ezra Miller's character, Credence, at the end of the last movie, Fucking seems died. to have died. But then he just shows up. He just shows up. No explanation at all. <laughs> no one's even like, you're alive? They're all just like, oh yeah, there's Credence. It's like, excuse me? But not that I was a huge, huge fan Credence of fan. the first, well, no, but like, not that I was knew the ins and outs of the first Fantastic Beast film, but I remembered it enough where I was like, wait, what? So it was jarring and confusing and weird. But yeah, this movie mostly follows, uh, it's very, very, a lot, and it's dumb, but it follows... Grindelwald, or Grindelwald, depending who you talk what? to. Christoph uh, <laughs> Waltz in this movie? <laughs> no, but uh, it follows him being transported from the wizard prison he was in. And which, let's just stop transporting oh, <laughs> big, bad You baddies. know, maybe if they're in <laughs> one just prison. Just leave them there or kill them. <laughs> but yeah, so he gets... He was in the same bus with Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, stop transporting Oh them. my god, I would love if Michael Myers was <laughs> that... That bus and Grindelwald just comes out with this fucking stupid, it's like, just walks off, <laughs> regular handcuffs on. <laughs> but yeah, there's this whole confusing scene at the beginning where Grindelwald is being broken out of prison because his he has a lackey who disguised himself as Grindelwald, and then they're all in this cart together being transported, and then they're like, switcheroo, haha, it was me the whole time, and then Grindelwald throws this pet lizard out the window for no reason. Because he's evil. No. But yeah, so it follows, it follows him breaking out of prison and trying to gain a following. And then... Because he's just Hitler, right? Yeah, he's wizard Hitler. And uh, there's... Is he the guy who wants uh, to get rid of the people? The human? The muggles? The nomads. The nomads. The, the, right, the muggles. The can't spells. <laughs> <laughs> No for no magic. No magic is bad. That's camp spell is just worse. <laughs> I mean, no magic is close to this thing to sounding incredibly racist. Out of all those three words, it does. But then you break it. I was like, no bad. Oh, he is not try that. It's just camp spell. That's like if you if you walk up to someone like, you're a no read. You can't fucking read. <laughs> you can't do magic and you're dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> but. But so it's him, and then Credence is trying to find out his parentage. He's trying to find out who he is. And, uh... 
I know Redmayne. how that goes. Eddie Redmayne is there for pretty much no reason at all. Like, I don't know why... You got the beast. I don't know why Newt is involved in this story, That's other it. than, like, Dumbledore tells him Hang out to go there. there for some reason. I don't even know. Oh, remember. yeah, played by... What's his Jude bucket? Law. Jude Law. He has a brother that's the same fucking person, right? What? Uh, Newt. Does he have a brother? Oh, yeah, I'm still convinced yeah. Jude Law is he, here just for people yeah, to be horny uh, for him. Jude, or, look, sorry, I, uh, look, let's give the people what they want. <laughs> uh, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Newt's brother... Adius, something that sounds familiar. <laughs> but uh, he is part. Uh, he is an aura, an aura, aura, or whatever that profession Some is called. He works for the ministry, word. basically, and uh, he wants Newt to join him. But Newt's like, no, I don't want a real job. I just want to take just care of my, my animal. I just want my animal, fantastic beast. But uh, they're so fantastic, and I've so many of them, and they're all in this briefcase. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> But yeah, this movie is extremely convoluted, and there's this whole plot where Credence is trying to figure out who he is, and uh, he is super powerful because he's an Obscurus, which is a wizard who was, as a child, forced to suppress their magic, and then now it just, like, bursts out in uncontrollable, emotional, just, blasts but that makes him more powerful for some reason. So Grindelwald is after him and wants to recruit him. Mm. And Carrie, from, from what I've heard, there is a scene in this movie where everyone pretty much goes into a room and just explains what's going on. There is a part where... Because I remember... Because when I was reading about this, they're like, there's the fuck... They just explain what's going on. Like, <laughs> All right, so this is happening, and this is happening, but the, this is happening. Oh, So fuck. there's this character who is... Uh, Newt's brother's fiance, and oh, she went boy. to she went to to school at Hogwarts with Newt, and uh, she uh, her mother was, and this is Zoe Kravitz, and her oh. mother was uh, kidnapped by her father. Let's see, I must move my and uh, and. Uh, she was so that was so the byproduct of that because he he like saw her and was like oh she's beautiful i have to have her and he like took right, her first off took her, yeah i know right and took her and then had the child of it was zoe kravitz's character who is a lestrange uh so like bellatrix lestrange so she's related to her somehow uh, and <laughs> I saw someone point out, it's like, if you have to literally open up a family tree in the <laughs> middle of your film to be able to figure out who the fuck everyone is, because they have this little book that has a family tree that sprouts out of it. But, uh, so then that guy, the, the mom, her mom died in childbirth. So then that guy remarried and then had a son and Zoe Kravitz hated that son. And then she's like, they're like, Credence is that son. And she's like, no, it's not Credence because I killed my brother. And it's like, oh, oh my God, what? So there's this part where uh, the dad sent his kids on a boat to go away for some reason, which I don't remember. And uh, the baby would not stop crying. <laughs> and Zoe Kravitz, as a child, went down the hallway and swapped it with another baby that was not crying. And then the boat started sinking. And the lifeboat that had her real brother on it sunk, but hers did not. Mm. So the baby that she did have is Credence. 
And so, so then he was put into he was put into the the orphan system. So okay. he's not actually related to her, but she just happened to steal him. And uh, then there's this whole sequence where Johnny Depp as Grindelwald is oh. explaining his uh, how he wants everyone to be on his side, and he like uh, rips a fat vape cloud that shows uh-huh. all the the future and all these wars. Because the wizards didn't really intervene with World War Two; they just kind of let it happen. Because this movie takes place them in the and 20s. the people of Wakanda, yeah, exactly. But uh, and so and then after that. Uh, Anyway, fast forwarding to the end of the film. Great, uh, sounds good. Uh, Johnny Depp has Credence with him now, and uh-huh. he's like, "Do you want to know who you are?" And Credence is like, "Yes, I do." Oh. And he's like, "You are Aurelius Dumbledore," and it's like, "What? Pardon me?" What? So, so there's Albus Dumbledore, right? And then Dumbledore's brother right. Aberforth, but apparently. Now there's another Dumbledore, unless Johnny one? Depp is lying to him, which is very possible. Okay. So the big twist is Johnny Credence... Depp lying to someone. I know, right? So the big twist is supposedly Credence is a long lost Dumbledore brother. All right, which Carrie. Is very weird and confusing. Head out Carrie, Tumblr, Carrie, write Carrie. your fan theories, and need you to know. <laughs> but don't post any nipples. <laughs> I don't need to see any of this horny Ezra Other... Miller, Jude Law shit. Get the fuck out so, of Carrie, here. So, Carrie, Carrie, I think I understand the plot, but mm, start I, off, I don't. Start <laughs> over from the beginning because I understand absolutely not what you just said. Uh, They're making three more of these, huh? Four. Fucking yikes. I'm pretty sure it's four. This is the most it felt like a pointless movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Because it just felt like it was leading up to the twist of, oh my god, Dumbledore has a brother. The marks will pay for it, brother. But yeah, so uh, random weird things that I wanted to shout out. Uh, You know, Nagini, Voldemort's snake. Actually a human woman the whole time. Oh my fucking god! Are you fucking Cause, serious? Because uh, when we first see Credence, uh, he's walking into a wizard circus, which is apparently a thing, and uh, there's a lady in there who is a malig malig. There's an animalis. Those are the wizards, I think, that can turn into animals. But she's a maliganimalis or something, where she can turn into a snake. But at some point, it's gonna be the last time that she turns into a snake, and she can't turn back. <laughs> so what fucking bullshit, J.K. Rowling. First <laughs> off, fucking we'll retire. And also, the best part is that uh, Nagini, the character, and she's named Nagini as a human too. God, <laughs> which God she damn is it. played by a Korean woman, so it's like, oh god. Oh. So, so J.K. Rowling is basically like, no, my book was diverse. You just didn't know. She was, I can't believe I could have watched the this, Marines. This snake six. was Korean, okay? I'm not racist. I could have watched it's the Marines also, Six and could have talked about wrestling. Also, this the whole presence time. of someone who turns into an animal at the wizard circus is very weird to me. It's like people are paying to watch a wizard turn into an animal. That just seems like a thing wizards can do. Carrie, like Carrie, a spell um, they Carrie. Learn. can you talk to me about? Because what? No. When I was watching you stop. The Blood Pact. <laughs> All right! The Blood uh, Pact. You wouldn't know it from watching this film, but Dumbledore and Grindelwald are gay for each other, but you wouldn't okay. know because they never go into it at all. Like They they, they have, apparently made a blood pact as kids, and now they can't hurt each other? It, I don't think they were kids, but... Well, uh, like, and when they, they were in school together. Yeah, basically, uh, 
people want Dumbledore to go after Grindelwald, and he's like, no, I can't. And instead of being like, I can't because I love him, it's like, I can't because I made a blood pact with him, and now he has a piece of jewelry on him that contains both of our blood, and we are forced to not be able to fight each other. Carrie, why can't we do something like that? Because I feel like <laughs> we're always on the cups of it. I just want to, I just want pure protection from you. Just finally, <laughs> happen to be like. But let's see what else. Uh, uh, there's just like some lazy, weird things that don't make sense that are fan servicey. Like uh, Minerva McGonagall is in this film, even mm. though she wasn't born until like ten years after this movie takes place. And it's just dumb. It's a very dumb movie. I don't recommend it. Mm. And I've made everyone angry by talking about it. No, I'm, I'm not happy. angry. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to I'm be the furious. guy. Who, I, I've said this so many times <laughs> on this podcast. I don't want to be the guy who hates Harry Potter. I have fond memories of those films. I, no, I read good. some of the books. And we're at the point right now where like. I feel like this isn't Harry Potter. This is just cash grab. What? It's It's bad. It's stupid. But. It's like it's in the world of Harry Potter, sure, and it's some of the characters and their backstory, but it just feels like they're going at it without this is it feels like they're writing it as they go, and it doesn't feel like the loving vision that Harry Potter originally was conceived from this her at the cafe or whatever that story is frantically writing ideas on her napkins. This just feels like bullshit crap that's just mm. meant to mystical well people somebody loves it so i will say that the beasts in this movie there were two new beasts and they were pretty interesting there was like a big kelp dragon interesting he was cool i enjoyed them more than the beasts in the first film there was Mm -hmm. a big kelp interesting beasts which was cool and and there was uh at the circus in captivity they had this uh chinese cat creature which was this big old cat and it had like flower petals all over it and i thought that was cool too but there was really no reason for there to be beasts in this Carrie. Film, honestly. Carrie. So why does it say fantastic? Because da, it's da, a series. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Carrie, you don't need to keep watching these films. I probably won't. Man. <laughs> Carrie, fantastic beats an oh shit, it's Griddle Wall. Oh, oh damn, the third here one. Comes. Oh, Lord, he comes. So what are they going to call the third one? fucking cares uh well this was the crimes of grindelwald yeah but they Even set him up they set him up to yeah like the last movie the uh, uh, who else is dumbledore <laughs> i have no idea how does jude law look so much younger than johnny depp because <laughs> johnny depp doesn't take care of himself yeah probably <laughs> And they what? they wanted to they wanted to make him creepy looking, but it's also not believable mm. that young, beautiful Jude Law would be in love with crusty ass. Listen, everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. Everyone has makes choices. Everybody has Everyone, those days. Everyone's made everybody a blood pact with someone who in the future they turn out about. to be Hitler. Everybody gets that way. Anyways, another movie that does not seem necessary. <laughs> God fucking you guys. Ryan, okay. Ralph bad. Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck your Ralph, a good movie. When Maybe I was Disney when I was animation. looking at the cast list for this movie, putting mm-hmm. the notes together, I was like, wow, I'm glad I didn't see this. Just like looking wow. at the characters that they were playing. I was Jane like, Lynch, this. an actress. Well, I mean like just the, the like just the, the I could uh, maybe think of the way that the plot would progress where it's like stormtroopers, blah blah blah. And I was like, ooh. I'm glad I didn't see Carrie, this. Carrie, what I've heard that's not how it is. 
Like, it generally is not that. Like, there's, like... Convince me that this movie isn't Ready Player One meets the Emoji movie. It's, yeah. It's... it's it, Okay, it's so... the fucking... So, the general, the general plot of this movie, which... Uh, it takes place uh, six years later, real time. Uh, they're, they're in the arcade, and uh, Vanellope's... Uh, what happens is uh, her racing game, uh, it, a kid accidentally breaks it, and, like, what do we fucking do? And uh, they're like, well, they plug in this thing called Wi-Fi. Uh, and uh, okay, this is Sonic the Hedgehog of, of all people. It's like, just go to just go to eBay and fucking get a wheel off eBay. It's like, all right, we'll go to eBay then. So then they go on the internet. Uh, they explore uh, the internet and all of its joys, and they mm-hmm. go on eBay and they uh, purchase. This is a how wheel. I'm sorry. This is they, how this movie ends. In reality, they order it. And then it's some guy's like, listen, man, you don't need to fix this game. Let me gut this fucking giant pristine arcade board and put MAME on it so we can have like 60 versions of fucking Pac-Man and Galaga on it. Anyways, go on. Anyways, they purchased the wheel off uh, off eBay, but then like, we don't have any money. We got to make money off the internet. So it's all about uh, them exploring the internet and trying to figure out how to get money um for this wheel or else uh, vanellope's uh game will get shut off and then she'll lose her home uh as uh in in this franchise uh when your uh cabinet gets unplugged you're basically stuck living in the fucking uh power cord for the rest of your fucking <laughs> so life so someone buys you and then fucking mm-hmm. guts you and puts a main board well, on it you know whatever <laughs> and uh the the overarching theme which i i like generally like i think it's like a great sequel in terms of like what it does with the characters because it, it explores like their friendship and like what they've been through in the last like six years of them being friends and basically uh a main plot is they go into this online like gritty fucking um heavy metal ass uh fucking game what's that fucking uh twisted metal kind of like racing <laughs> game uh, that's like online and it has um wonder woman playing the main character and vanellope's like this is fucking gal dope gal gadot yeah and ralph's like this this sucks you don't want to be in here <laughs> but like she's like oh, no i really like like this game i just want to be here and he's like no you don't you just want to hang with me all the time because we're best friends don't do that to me uh and he like ends up going out on the internet and just becomes this uh viral sensation and he decides to make money through uh basically like a youtube kind of thing he kind of like makes videos and just kind of like it becomes a sensation like what's with ralph from an 80s cartoon 80s video game doing on doing making videos that's weird like no one knows why these videos are being made uh and he ends up trying to make money for her but she's all uh she's more focused on like i kind of want to just be here and ralph kind of takes that the wrong way and just he feels like because she doesn't want to be in the arcade with him he's like oh so you don't want to be my friend anymore basically and like for me that's such an interesting thing for that character because in the first one it's established like you spend like years like just alone and like miserable because like of the perception of him being a bad guy and that's that's the whole plot of the film Mm -hmm. and this film kind of explores the idea of like letting your friends and those close to you uh go off and do their own thing and just because, like, you don't see them anymore because of distance or whatever, that doesn't mean you're not friends. You're, like, you're still close, and the memories they have, you have together are still <laughs> meaningful. It's more about uh, just uh, letting people go uh, that you care about. And I think that's a, that's a cool message for kids. And it also plays a lot with uh, internet safety, like, 
people kind of are shitty to Ralph on the internet, and he kind of like learns like, well, they're just fucking assholes on the internet. It can't really, can't really do nothing with that. Like, it's honestly very genuine and sweet, and the uh, the brand the brand stuff is placed in a way that it's not too obnoxious, and a lot of it. There were some things that flew over my head because I'm because even though I feel like an internet boy. Like, apparently there was, like, a YouTuber that cameoed in the movie, and, like, I just fucking that missed I it. I don't know, so. Uh, I was looking at the cast list. Was it Glozell? Or I don't know. Flew Labor, I don't know. Or Colleen Ballinger? Nope. Miranda Sings? Miranda yes, Sings. yes, her. Okay. She, her computer got fucked up because Ralph just fucking was an <laughs> idiot. Um, and it just, and she just, like, looks at her computer and like, does a weird voice, like, oh, that's just a person. But it was Miranda Sings, apparently. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's, okay. Yep. Jeez, uh, Brian. I'm Why don't so, you get plugged in once? I don't even know what <laughs> her fucking contact, content is. I don't even know if she does Miranda Sings anymore. She's pregnant now. Oh, good for her. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the Disney stuff, that's really one part of the of the movie. And like what kind of helps that from not being super obnoxious is Vanellope is the only one who goes there and she thinks it's fucking stupid and she just like rails on it being like kind of like this mm. is... This so is, you're telling me... That they really, they just kind of did that for the marketing of the movie. Yes, the marketing makes this movie out to be way different. Like, it's like it's genuinely, like, very sweet and, like, wonderful. And has two, well, one, it has two post-credit scenes. One is very, like, all right, that was, that was kind of, like, it's funny, but it's like, all right, that was kind of obvious. And the, the, mid, the mid-roll one is very fucking good. It, it actually, like, makes fun of the marketing for the movie. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, this movie is generally like super awesome and dope, and you all fucking suck for shitting on it so much. It's really good. Do I need to watch it for another year? If you don't feel like it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is that I dislike the brand push. It's not even the Disney stuff. It's the Google and the Amazon and like big corporation shit. Not that Disney isn't a fucking saint. Oh yeah. It's like the three corp, the three mega corporations that are gonna own everyone. We made a fun kids movie. Um, like, even know. though, like, you see, like, Google and YouTube, like, the only, like, big website I feel like they actually go to is eBay. Like, that's the only, like, one that, like, they pass by, like, Google and they, like, like, oh, look at fucking that. Okay, cool. Because, like, when they go to, like, YouTube, it's, like, their own, like, watchvideo.com or something stupid like that. Like, BuzzTube. But, yeah, BuzzTube, that's what it was. Uh... But yeah, that the marketing really makes this movie out to be uh, much more like better than it really is. Mm. Not that it needs to have any video game stuff for it to be. It good. has. It, it has. A, it has a little bit in the beginning. Um, is Mappy in it? No, there's Damn. no. There's no new. There's no Mario, which is like when they were making Wreck-It Ralph Mario. one, they were big on like trying to get Mario in it. Yeah, but they couldn't. Uh, there's more Sonic. Sonic does some funny, funny gags. Man. And that he talks and he saw it, which is just weird. Uh, but yeah, very good, very good film. I'd highly recommend is it. Kaizo Hori in it. That's the Dig Dug guy. Dig Dug guy. That's his maybe, name. maybe. Okay. There's really, there's honestly, the video game stuff is mostly in the beginning. You know what? I'll probably watch it. It's good. You say it as if like I'm trying to make you watch Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, it's mostly because you're selling me on it. And because <laughs> and, and I was all my hands are already crossed. Yeah, I'm exactly. mad at this movie and you making it sound actually it looks good. Because it looks like ass. <laughs> um, but sure, okay. And also, I'm remembering how much I like Wreck-It Ralph. 
It's very good. It's it's honestly like a great continuation of those characters. And it so is it, does it sound it. like they're making another one? Uh, they could. I don't know where. I don't know where else to go. Not that it was obvious they were gonna make another one in the last one, but uh, because it felt more of like a weird experiment thing. I I, yeah, I don't know if the, I feel like it doesn't need it. I feel like this is a good like. I feel like the like very like um bittersweet note it ended on was very like was, mm-hmm. was a, a good way to just like end this arc for ralph as a character like they Can't... could and i don't doubt that they could do something cool with it because i feel like the team like that's making these films like really cares about it like the way they step into like the way they explore internet is in a very like it will probably be be outdated in like a few years but like that's that's the sense with making any like sure modern tech based film but then it's just like a relic of that time that's fine do we know what they're working on that's not frozen 2 uh i don't know i honestly don't know okay there is a frozen 2 joke okay they make fun of it (laughs) it's awesome Mm -hmm. all right well is that everything that's everything we got through it all exciting um, we saw a lot of movies. Hooray. I saw, yeah, I definitely saw a lot of these. You movies, saw so many sure. of them. Sure, yeah. December has got um some stuff. It's got one I care about. One that I am very excited for. Uh, actually, there's a few here that I'm excited for. Um, Mary Queen of Scots. I know who this is, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I've definitely seen this trailer. It's got Margot Robbie and yep. Saoirse Ronan. And they play queens. queens. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is the Scottish queen, I would imagine. And it looks... I'm going to look this up right it now. It looks... Maybe I don't it's know It's by that. the same people, uh, the trailer tells me anyway, it's by the same people who did The Darkest Hour, and that makes me not want to see it. Oh. Because that movie was boring as hell. Whoa, this makeup is wild. Yeah, the makeup is cool because it looks uh, period accurate how makeup in that time was just actual poison that people were putting on their face. So the more you yeah. the more you used makeup, the more it would eat away your skin. So then you would have to use more and then it would just eat your skin more. And it's like, ooh. Such better times. Yeah, I know, right? I feel but, like so with I this, think that's interesting. <laughs> I feel like with this Jersey movie and the favorite coming out at the same time, mm-hmm. they're just like... The favorite looks more interesting. The favorite looks fun. This looks serious. And like, I don't know. Like the serious period pieces rarely like do good for me. Mm. As someone who recently watched Lizzie, oh, um, yeah. a serious uh, period piece. I'll tell you what, they're not great. Yeah, this so this is yeah. You're right. This just seems more like an actual like period piece and probably a little bit biographical it feels very like we would this team really wants an oscar <laughs> yeah just like darkest hour mm-hmm. so i would i would see it for purely costuming and setting purposes just because i enjoy extravagant films sure have a lot of a lot of costuming and a lot makeup, of budget but, and yeah, yeah on but, that angle i don't know Okay. What about Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, unrelated to Jungle Book? Right, I feel like this has been in the works for a minute. I remember it hearing it. It, was, it was supposed to come out the same year that other right, Jungle yeah, Book. Right, yeah, right, right, right. They, they, because they were like, we they were like, shit. <laughs> they made it slightly faster than us. <laughs> but yeah, this is Andy Serkis uh, directing, his first time directing. I like him. I love Andy Serkis, and he's very passionate about mocap, which is like super like interesting and inspiring uh benedict cumberbatch christian bale kate blanchett 
And like uh, good free... name, good names too. But like, I don't know. Like the Disney's Jungle Book. Like I when I saw the trailers, I was like, okay, I get this. Like it's it's more real, but like it still has a little bit of that like cartoon charm to it. Mm-hmm. This just feels like real. Hmm. And I haven't like, seen any of the trailers. I, I saw so. the Netflix trailer when it was playing. When I had left Netflix on it, you know, like if you leave Netflix on, it just starts playing It'll a just, trailer, yeah. advertised to you very loudly. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot and of I was like, positive mm. reviews for this, but hmm. interesting. I remember, man, I forgot how much you liked the Jungle Book when that came out. That was great, but was the, the problem with that movie was that it confirmed Disney's like they're already doubling down. We gotta do a live action remake of every fucking property we have, uh, and this just sort of like solidified that. As I don't, as I make, don't care as about... As soon as they make one that doesn't make a shit ton right. of money, it'll stop. All right, we're done. Yeah. yeah. I, ho- I, I hope that's I, I'm though. here to say I do not care about live-action linking. I do not care. Um, but George, it's not even live-action. It's just photorealistic. I, that makes me care even less. I yeah, don't exactly. care. I don't care. Um... Anyways. I have not seen The Lion King since I was like seven. It's still very and, good. And I don't remember it's a single thing good. about it. And I don't know. I just don't care about rewatching it. It's very good. I don't doubt that, but I don't know. Anyways, box locks. Box locks. It looks good. It looks very good. I'm Natalie Portman's excited. back, baby. She's playing like a pop star or something. It looks very pretty. It does. Oh, it's got, this movie. It's got okay, songs yes. by Sia. Ooh. As with most movies do. But... <laughs> that is. <laughs> But I mean, I like Sia a lot. I'm look up. This movie looks really good. Mortal Engines, though. Uh, I don't know a lot about this. I just seen the trailers and like from the team that brought you Lord of the Rings. Oh. And I'm like, uh, guys, <laughs> I don't know if people like care about that name as much as you think anymore. Oh, it's got Hugo Weaving in it. What uh, doesn't though? Chill. I mean, most films chill. don't feature Hugo. I Weaving. saw a bit of this trailer. Mortal Engines. It's it. it feels, it's got Stephen Lang in it's it. It's got Junkie XL soundtrack. It just feels like a, a the YA of December. Yeah. And like I don't know. Yeah. Is this like based on the Mortal Instruments series? Probably. I mean. Who Hold knows on. Let me look at the IMDb. That's trivia. what I'm doing too. <laughs> We're very well informed on motion picture. Um. Let's see. Screenplay by Fran Wallace. Based on the novel of the same name by Philip Reeves. Okay. Ugh. Screenplay partly Ugh. done by Peter Jackson. Oh boy. Yeah, oh, that's rough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that looks like a forgettable movie. Um. Let's talk about the the only film I care about in the world right now. I don't want to get myself excited. I. This movie looks really cool. Like, it looked cool at the beginning. Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Like when they show the it trailer. It looks dope. And then like the critic stuff. Ha- like I thought I was like, oh, this will be fun. Like this will be like a good film. Then the critics stuff happened. The critics made it, and then I'm like, I didn't read a lot into it. I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna avoid the this. Critics, oh shit, holy! Oh the my critics God. like solidified the idea, like, cause when that first trailer dropped, it was like someone dropping the mic. I was like, oh fuck, you guys yeah. are like going in on this yeah. fucking thing, as they should. And like <laughs> the fucking, who did the music for that? Oh my God, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but just like. Everything about it was like, this is so new, so exciting, mm-hmm. and so fucking sharp and good. Oh my god, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited, and I'm, I'm just cynical about superhero movies. Um, Spider Man's the easiest one to like 
break down that cynicism for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even now, like it's just you the same see, story I, over and over again. But this looks something different. Like, what got me back into reading Spider Man comics was the Spider Verse comic line in that happened at Marvel a few years ago because they introduced like so many like interesting things. Like Spider Gwen is great, right? What they do with Miles Morales is fucking awesome. And then all the weird, wacky ones they add, like fucking uh, the mech. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, a Spider-Man noir. No, Spider-Man noir, yeah. Um, there is a Spider-Ham, a classic, voiced by John Mulaney, best casted of all time. Um, Kamiko <laughs> Glenn from uh, Orange is the New Black plays uh, the Spider-Mech Spider, which is, um, in the comics, it's this girl who controls a mech that is controlled through the braid of a spider. It's fucking crazy, man. And I'm so excited to see like what other weird spider alternate universe stuff they do in this movie and also future movies because they've already announced that they're going to do more weird Spider-Man Spider-Verse cool. stuff. So I'm excited. I'm on board. Looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be good. <laughs> you know it doesn't look fun. <laughs> uh, the Mule. I only put this on the list because I That's just movie. think that it's crazy that Clint Eastwood had two movies come out in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're almost dead. How are you doing Exactly. This? God, all First the off, screenshots for this fucking movie look like any fucking Clint Eastwood movie yeah. in the current state of his career. First off, career. this movie like suspends my, my abil- dif- dis- disbelief because he's the oldest man on the planet, but he's still a drug mule. Like, how do you... Because no one would see it coming, It's Ryan. Clint Eastwood. He's just an old man driving but his jalopy do- across you, the country. There's no Breaking Bad. It's like it, that. This movie... <laughs> still older. haven't seen... Yeah. Still haven't seen Breaking Bad. That's fine. Yeah, it is I'm fine. Not, I'm just gonna let you continue to live your life. Yeah. My life is probably better. Every time way. we would watch... Every time we would get this trailer in front of something, it just cuts to Clint Eastwood. It's like, Jesus. He's yeah. clinging to life. He just wrong. looking incredibly <laughs> confused. Like, I can see... I can see... Just I can see... Lady from SpongeBob behind him. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, god! What? <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't be seeing this. Oh film, hell no! But it's just—it's just, it's just freaky to me that he continues to pump out movies. Yeah. Once upon a Deadpool. This fascinates me. Does it? Because like the idea of trying to make a PG thirteen Deadpool, like that's that's fine. Because like he works like in like crossover comics as a pg-13 sure. character so like it works it's just the fucking hardcore deadpool people he has to say fucking he has to show his balls it's not really deadpool <laughs> but like what's weird about this is it's the same movie that came out this year but recut with more footage did it really come out this year yeah oh, May. jesus christ what's time so like oh God, yeah. it's the same movie with different footage but it has to reach the same conclusion also with censoring out all the like graphic stuff and overly sexual stuff so it's like it's like we got the snyder cut of justice league and then we got a fucking joss whedon cut we're getting two cuts of the same movie with two very different visions and it's weird that that's the world we're living it in. is like i get what you're saying especially like when you think of like the hierarchy of decisions that need to happen in a movie studio like that like Mm-hmm. They pitched it, and they not only pitched it, but they went with it, and it's now coming out. And like mm-hmm. 
all these specific things we need to cut to make this thing to hopefully extend the market share for Deadpool that we yeah. know the fucking kids love Deadpool. He's so crazy, guys. They, they can't love Deadpool because they're not allowed to exactly. see his movies. Uh, and like, so they, their first experience is going to be a trip down version of the second movie. It's just movie. a chart of like, here's how much Funko Pops we're selling now, and here's how many we could sell, guys. I know like the, the consensus is like, oh, they're doing this so Marvel will keep Ryan Reynolds when they eventually buy that out but i don't know if that's i don't know it just it just feels too weird it's a weird thing it's very it's very it's and a also very weird... i think that i really don't care about but i'll sure whatever i, I feel know. like i'll probably end up seeing this just out of pure curiosity that's a weird like, thing for you to I know. it's a weird it's a weird because i don't like these movies well, i guess you tell I us how that the goes then. <laughs> like if you're a fan of deadpool like whatever but like but Ryan hates you. I, I hate I hate being in a crowd of you. It's like I can't it, one of you. In it's small like it's skirts. like it's like if any of you went to an anime convention with me, you'd be like, oh, these people suck. Except I also feel that way about those people. I just hate crowds of people. Just you know what? Stay home, right? Stay home. What am I fucking doing? Uh, on the basis of sex. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A very similar movie to what's a Deadpool. What's upon a Deadpool when you think about it? Right. Uh, it's got Felicity, Felicity Jones. Jones. That's what I was yes. trying to figure out who's playing. Uh, yeah, I like her. She's great. Yeah, I I would watch this. Uh, it's got wow. Army Hammer. Oh, shout out to Army Hammer. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure, I'd watch this if it has a wide release, but it doesn't seem like it'd be. Let's see. Oh, it's going up wide release on Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh huh. Happy holidays. Mortise versus commission. Experience revenue. sexism. The holidays. If Beale Street could talk. What's this about? Uh, this is the new movie from Barry Jenkins. Moonlight. Directed oh. Moonlight. A movie I don't think either of you have seen yet. No, Not yet. Sorry. Very good. Uh, that Thanks. movie is like the most like. It's, I'm going to see it, but I know it's a good masterpiece, <laughs> but I'll see it eventually. <laughs> I've actually seen it. I commit uh, it. It's from the short synopsis that woman in Harlem desperately scrambles to prove her fiancé innocent of a crime while carrying their first child. Oh, gosh, this sounds uh, like too much for me. <laughs> I've heard extremely good things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I put this on the list because it's in a lot of people's it's also talks. based for, on a novel. For best best of and everything. So, And I think it, it got some nominations from the Golden Globes. I believe for like song and probably some other stuff that I'm not remembering right now, but I would be interested. In sure, I'd it. watch it. I my reaction to that is just like, ah, oh, I can't deal with like that that heartbreak and just like yeah. how fucking shitty. As someone is. who has been to Beale Street once, uh huh. <laughs> I bought a T-shirt, uh-huh. <laughs> so I get it. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> I am excited for this conceptually. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm way too excited. I know I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm very excited. I will gladly wa- walk into this with no expectations, though, because I just know it's been happening, and like, I, but I, yeah. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. For this I, it looks like similar format to uh, Christopher Robin, where it's right. the, the childhood thing coming back once they're sad Except adults. Now it's a grown woman. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Played by... Emily Blunt. Okay, that checks out. That's who I'd get, yeah. That checks out. And Dick Van Dyke is in the movie. I assume he'll have some sort of cameo. And 
it once Julie Andrews makes her cameo, which you know she's gonna make. Like they're mm-hmm. not they're not advertising it, but she's gonna be in the movie. And she has an age today. Oh, of course not. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. I'm my surprised you did ask. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm totally so on board. Yeah, I'm excited. The trailer just makes it look so magical, and I am. I am on board for that. I love Mary Poppins. Good, feel good. Yeah. I, I don't know board. if I've ever seen Mary Poppins. <gasps> we should I, watch I it. haven't seen it since I was a little kid. But oh my god, let's watch it. Because like the thing, like I've said this on the podcast many times, but my parents never showed me Disney films. I watched the Friday the Thirteenth movies a lot instead. <laughs> yeah. Which explains why I'm the way I am. Uh, you know, a, a psychopath serial killer. <laughs> Uh, Weird. George, cut this out of the podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, we should watch Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's sure. Good. It's a nice movie. It's got great it music. Nice you it's should got, watch. You should penguins. watch a movie from my childhood. A uh, child's play. There's a guy who's a chimney sweep, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got a heart of gold. Who doesn't nowadays? Aquaman. Woo! I'll say it. This movie's <laughs> looking better every time I see the trailer. <laughs> I'm look. Willem Dafoe's Co- in it. Oh! Okay, yeah, sold. Yeah. <laughs> he trains young Aquaman. Every time Kiri, could you imagine... Is he, is he an, an Aqua person? Yes! <laughs> Kiri, could you imagine if you were, like, a teacher and your student grows up to be Jason Momoa? <laughs> like, just imagine that. Imagine it. He just Imagine I'm so, it. I'm so proud of you, Jason Momoa. I'm actually, for some reason, I, I would be okay at watching this. I kind of feel hopeful as well. Also, I like the concept of an of Aquaman. I like Jason Momoa's face and body. Every time I see it's him, it's objectively he, great. He looks like professional wrestler Roman Reigns, who's currently battling cancer. Uh, okay, you oh. took that into a place yes, that I was ready is. for. I'm sorry. I'm not saying. Like, look at this man. Yeah. Okay. Look that, at him. Yeah. He looks like fucking yeah. Yeah. Roman look Reigns. at that man who's currently battling cancer. Yeah. He is. Man. Yeah. You know who's. You'll uh, beat it, Roman. You'll come back. We're uh, all here for you. Uh-huh. He is... Uh, second cousin removed from the rock? I don't know. Oh. Aren't yeah. we all, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, Bumblebee. People think this is going to be good. I it's think got it's... Haley Steinfeld in it. And Ooh. I love... Uh, excuse you? She okay, vo- so here... Okay, she actually voices Spider-Gwen in Spider-Verse. I know that. Okay, here's the thing. I find out that I mo- there are songs I enjoy from her. Uh-huh. Uh, like, like, I don't oh, like it about her music. Well, that's just like, I listen to it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, she's all right. Um, I don't know. I liked her in uh, Edge of Seventeen. She was good in she that. Oh, wait, I'm confusing her with Halsey. Oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's what happened. Okay. Like that's what happened. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if Bumblebee starred Halsey... That's what happened there. That'd be a fucking movie. I'll tell you That's what. exactly what happened there. You know who I don't like? Uh-huh. Halsey. Yeah, me either. No, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. like Halsey. That's who I'm confused <laughs> with. No, Haley Seinfeld is the one who is in Pitch Perfect, and she does the most girls... She did a song for uh, Fifty Shades Darker. Oh. Fifty Shades Free, sorry. Oh, oh the best one. one. Was that this year? Yeah, yes. it was. I don't know what happened. What's happening? <laughs> Where <laughs> am I? George, those movies are your Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> There's there a lot of people. Fifty Twilight, Shades Free, yeah. not bad. But by the best one out of all of them. Um, Good to know. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like I like how Bumblebee like at least makes the Transformers look like they should. 
That does nothing for me. That really does nothing. That's like, I know, but like that's look, like Zach busted in the room. Like you know, what, guys, we should watch it. They get that love bubble. No, the first generation. Yeah, you really gave it our friend Zach a lot of credit for something people would hundred percent do. <laughs> I'm just saying that would be his pitch. And for me, like the, the I am surprised our friend Zach did not get us to see Robin Hood. Yeah, I don't think be, he yeah. about it. I'm saying, been busy. <laughs> I'm just saying the pitch of it being like faithful to the thing doesn't do anything for me. But, like, it's a weird choice for, like, a director and, like, the creative people behind it. And, like... Look, all I'm saying is a, it's is a Transformers like, movie not like directed it, by Michael Bay sounds like but a just, like, just, fucking like, just how does that breeze happen? right now. Sure, but just how does that happen? Like, the, the guy from Laika. Like, yeah. the guy who made Coraline and Paranorman, yeah. like, I'm gonna make the Bumblebee movie. George is making this? Yeah, what yeah. George, how does that even happen? George, <laughs> typically, if you want to make a movie that's, like, Based off like a creative property, you hire someone who's creative and like has had good track record with films. I don't know if you've seen who's directed the the last Transformers movie, so this this logic makes no sense to me. Yeah, but like they're doing but it now. Make finally, things go boom, George. That is true. <laughs> no, like they're they're finally like hiring someone who like feels comp. Competent. John Cena's in this film. He is. That's he plays true. a military man. He's the military man. man. I'm excited. A big stretch for him. <laughs> I'm excited for the press junket. You know, you know, it is. It is. I'm just excited to see how, how John Cena's doing. Uh, you know, Personally. he had a huge breakup with Brie Bella. Uh, I, hate, uh, I hate wrestling George. Uh, I like wrestling George because he's I, living his best life. I love his passion. I just, <laughs> he says words and I'm just I just want to see how John well, Cena is doing Well, mentally. I don't like Wreck-It Ralph Ryan, all right? He's got some <laughs> extreme. He That's just looks fair. like extreme debt. I feel like John Cena is in a point right now where he feels like he should be bigger than he actually. Like people know John Cena is, but he's not like at the rock level, right? Mm. And he it's just something sad about him right now and his hair. I feel like <laughs> like how he has it, especially because they're the WWE's moving past him now. So I don't. I feel like I feel like his time is coming because I don't think. Well, the Rock it took like, a while. It took a while. Like Insta Star. He had to like fail and then he came back. Yeah. Um, you had to start on the Tooth Fairy to star in uh, San Andreas. Fuck! Star in Jumanji. Mm. I saw parts of San Andreas while at the gym, and does that movie have... Haven't seen it. Yeah, no. Oh, okay, well... If you if you say it, it's probably true, I though. feel like watching Skyscraper. I mean, that's, that's Skyscraper. That was this year, too. It was. Uh, oh, yeah! I feel like watching San Andreas for some reason. I, that's what I walked out from the gym. I was like, you know what? Probably a good movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, Bumblebee. I don't think we're watching Bumblebee. Probably not. A Vice. Dick Cheney. Um, yep, what's with that guy? This was the most... I think I read that this was the most nominated film. That checks out. Um, That's the darkest hour, really. Yeah. Ooh, That's the darkest right. hour of nomination. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I care about this movie. Shout out I to haven't you. seen I haven't seen the Big Short, which was Adam McKay's first like oh, movie. Okay. Yeah, movie. I seen that the Big sh- so Short. So I don't know how he can. Is that the uh, housing crisis? Mm-hmm. Yes. Fucking yeah. fantastic movie. Really? Holy awesome. shit, that movie! I saw that it's after got our some, awards. Like, I've seen like clips of it, and there's like some cool scenes where they're like, "All right, so this is what happened." Yes. And like, yep. it, it looks it looks interesting. It's really good and really depressing. Uh, yes, it's it's yeah, extremely really from the director of Anchorman. It's fucking it's interesting. good. The big shirt's really good. Because like, it's cool that he's doing stuff like that now. Sure. Yeah. Because um, I feel like I feel like if he kept making Anchorman type films, it would just like, like, he he'd be the director of uh, the next film on our list. Yeah. It's cool that Watson. it's cool that he's doing hard hitting stuff that actually 
resonates, but is also still able thing, to be funny. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, he finds humor in the stuff that's fucked up. Yeah. It was some, yeah. It's like smart humor. But, but yeah. like, the thing is, I don't care about Dick Cheney. I really yeah, don't care. I don't think I if do he, either. See, the oh. thing is, I don't think anyone does. If he paints him like the not great person that he is, like the Big Short was, like the Big Short was like, here's a very cynical and real look at I'm the sure. housing crisis. If this is like a satirical look at it or something, I don't know. Like, because like the Big Short was like, here are all the people who made all the fucking shit that made wrong just as cynically as possible and like... I was like, cause that was the thing. Like, there's a lot of look at the camera. Like, I'm doing this because I think this is the best choice because I'm gonna get my payout here, whatever right. the hell. Um, so if they do it like that, then I'm excited. But I would it would take a lot to be like to watch the Dick Cheney movie, <laughs> um, the Oscar bait Dick Cheney movie, uh, and then like Perhaps. somehow they're gonna give like, oh man, uh, George Bush. You know, he was friends with that guy, and his dad died, and that sucks, huh? I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, Holmes and Watson, like you said, Adam McKay. This is the the this is, this is, this the is what he would be making. Yeah. This is the parallel timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, guys, I'm just gonna say it. Yes, I kind of want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the kind of movie where if it were any other characters, I'm like, that looks fucking stupid. But since it's Sherlock and Watson that I enjoy, I'm like. You know what? You know <laughs> it what? might be pretty funny. I'm ready to see these two doofuses make fun of fucking Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but the thing is, like, and I haven't seen, like, Step Brothers or Tag Night Nights in a, such a long time that I don't even know if they hold up anymore. Yeah. And, like, how do you do... Because, like, part of me remembers them being Tell broken. Tag Night probably a lot worse. I feel like... Step Brothers? Uh, I think so. Judging by, like, what I remember about that film, I feel like that's very of its time. And I feel like the humor... If, if that movie came out today, you'd be like... Ooh, I was never. I don't think I've ever seen Step Brothers, and I've seen Talladega Nights a few times, but I was never really into it, so I don't. I mean, I like Step Brothers more than Talladega Nights, anyways, at the time. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Hmm? I'm yeah. just saying, this looks. It looks like it's gonna be very stupid, but it de- I'm it definitely does feel like a it. film that like it's weird December release. I'll be <clears throat> dragged into. Maybe not. Yeah, I it seems know. like the thing like a bad Santa, a Dumb and Dumber two. Oh, so you're just saying things my parents are dragging me to. Bob's gonna be like Sherlock Holmes, played by uh, Will Ferrell. That's a great impression. Funny, of funny stuff. <laughs> Robin Except Lance. my mom is <laughs> genuine about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you, but on Thanksgiving she turned on uh, Four Christmases. I was watching. Vaughn. I was. Up, right. I was refreshing Ryan's letterbox profile on Thanksgiving, and there was some shit going down. In oh, your life. there was some shit going down. <laughs> Four Christmases. With Reese Witherspoon. That movie, that movie sucks. Uh, the plot, the overarching theme at the end is like, everyone wants to get married and have kids. Everyone. You're crazy if you don't. Or Vince Vaughn, who is insufferably bad, but deep down, still bad, but he has to. I forget Vince Vaughn that He's exists. awful. I forgot Vince Vaughn existed my, until I saw that trailer. My mom's just like, funny, for, funny guy. For, uh, yeah. Uh, I, we also watched Why Him with um, like James Franco. James and, Franco movie oh, where his daughter is dating the, the tatted up weirdo. The peculiar part of that movie is the ending because it's Christmas and James Franco hires uh, two of the members of Kiss to play a song. And meanwhile, I'm just like, they're Jewish though. <laughs> Why are they in a Christmas movie? I mean, Gene Simmons will take a paycheck. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, no, I know they will, but it's still weird. For money? 
Yeah, fuck that. For money, and also, like, they're older now, and the makeup looks weird. <laughs> they played at the Gamer's Choice Awards, put that together by CBS. Oh! Mm. <laughs> and then we watched, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, rap. All right, well. And then later that night, I watched, uh, so you would Sorry say... to Bother You, and that movie's great. Cool. Oh, that's a good movie. Was I was going to say, though. so you would say that Bohemian Rhapsody was the best film you saw that day, but nope. No. <laughs> it would be a bubber if that was the case. <laughs> well, that was a long episode. We, we got a lot of stuff there that I didn't stuff. see. Um, so that's <laughs> I exciting. feel like we were just like, because Carrie saw a lot of stuff on her own. I saw, I saw well, one thing on my own, I feel. I don't know. Where are we going with that? I don't know. We, we, but we all saw different stuff, I feel. Yeah. 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 I thought they were good conversations. Um, so yeah, December, and then it's uh, that's the end of the year. Well, I, I say that, but January might as well be is always wrapped into the last yeah. year because that's when the Oscar stuff yeah. like gets released. Well, and stuff that we didn't get a chance to see in theaters is slowly trickling out onto digital and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're getting close to the end of the year uh, or the end of the year uh, time we have to Wrap reflect. Um, yeah. So Exciting I guess until things. then, yeah. Ryan, where can people find you? They can find me on the internet if they type in uh, Doug. I can't wait for this joke. <laughs> uh, at Fried Pans on Twitter. It's spelled like my name, Ryan. It's With an F in front of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that funny. Carrie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter.com at K-A-R underscore E Lyles, L-Y-L-E-S. Real quick, I just remembered, is the sequel to Happy Death Day next year? Yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. I thought it was Happy Death Day to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at Alvarez 26 and the podcast at Movies Are Real. If you can rate and review the show on iTunes, it helps us out a whole lot. But until next time, we will see you then in December. Um, future Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry, Merry, or whatever holiday. Um, until then. Merry Nickmas. Merry, Merry Nickmas. Merry Spider-Man, everybody. The Spider-Man. Is there a, is there a Santa Claus spider